Imperial. Episode 8. These pages were all difficult to translate due to the spreading ink. The paper was damp when the ink was applied, leading to wide spreading lines and a somewhat blurry script. The translators have done what they could, but illegible sections have been removed. This section remains. Nesta chuva e frio, canso-me da aldeia. Estou farto da minha sala de estar em Pequim, dos bancos da nossa igreja em Goa e dos corredores distantes da minha igreja em Portugal. As pessoas são simpáticas como sempre. In this rain and chill, I grow tired of the village. I'm sick for my parlor in Peking, the pews of our church in Goa and the far-off halls of my church in Portugal. The people are congenial as always, but the atmosphere of life here has changed. It is most prevalent today. This morning, instead of gathering for a meal before their work began, the people of the village stayed within their homes, quiet and reserved. The rain has not stopped them on previous mornings, so I must wonder what has affected them so. Antony is still dispirited since the destruction of his papers, and Jing Wei has lost his positive outlook on these people altogether. He has informed me that, on his most recent attempt to speak to the head elder, he saw her burning what he believes to have been his official fun. That fan was sent with Brother Benedetto and Lee, so I find this difficult to believe, without evidence. The fog continues to oppress us, which makes viewing the village from my window difficult. The children do not play, and those who have passed by have seemed frightened. The adults appear very busy. Many are dutiful in their craft and housework, and others I have seen going in and out of the mountain entrance during times of lifted fog. Without the ability to easily communicate, I cannot determine the reason for today's summer mood. I feel the weight of the air and the melancholic atmosphere is affecting my mind further. That and the mental atrophy accompanying my injured state. In this haste, with my narrow view from the window, I believe I spy the shadow of that elongated, dark specter once more. Were it a jovial day, I would have thought it a dancing child just beyond the wall of fall. But this was not such a day. Its great height and the smooth movement of its limbs gives me pause as to its true identity. I know that they do not believe in the power of God, or his holy son here in this land. But I know my prayers can still be heard. The remaining section of Father Martin's entry at this time is too degraded to decipher. The following appears to be a note passed back and forth between Father Martin and Jingwei, and is written in Mandarin by both parties. It may be unsafe tonight. Did you hear something? Yes. What was it? A scream in the distance. I thought so. I don't see any of the villagers outside. Give me a moment. I will go see. 
The neighboring dwelling is empty, but for children. Should we check another? I will check several. Anthony will come with me. Did you see anything? For the scream? No, no fire, no great rush, only fog and light rain. But what of the people? Have you seen anyone? Anthony and I checked, but we found no adults. All the children are left alone in their homes. Another scream. Where did it come from? The mountain. Should we go and check? You are still injured. Anthony and I shall go look. Be sure to shut the window and arm yourself. Keep Anthony's knife. Be careful. God watches over us. Do not speak. Only write. I heard more screaming while you were gone. Are you unharmed? What did you see? Stay quiet. There are statues outside the door. The statue by our door disappeared days ago. There are two now. They were not there when we left to investigate the screams, but they are there now. Large black stone. Angry in appearance. Did you hear anyone? Did you hear them put in place? No, I heard nothing. What of the scream? The mountain. We could not find the entrance to the mountain. I have been there several times, but the door is gone. The carving that was above the door is still there, but it's gone. The stone is still there. No entrance. The fog and your distrust cloud your mind. Anthony can attest to my statement. If this is true, something is terribly wrong. I saw the elder woman toss my official fan into the fire. That is a terrible accusation. She may not have known what value it held. Yet a true accusation. People in the dynasty would suffer to harm us. But these people are not interested in being a part of the dynasty. So, we know we should leave. But I'm in no condition to go. How much longer can we afford to wait for Lee and your assistant? Without their return, I see no way for me to live. Certainly not if we were pursued. This next document is difficult to place anywhere within the timeline. Ara ursaba aktaraku, bi manju guruni amargi girin by ududu ursa achahabi, tulargi guruni nialma inu achahabi, damu in Jamelia. I do not trust these people. I have met many of the peoples within the northern regions of the dynasty so far. And I have met foreigners, but never have smiles and generous gifts filled me with such unease. Father Martin is still unable to support himself on his broken leg, though my injuries have healed well. I have spied things on my walks around the village that I do not tell him, and which I write here in Manchu so he does not worry. In the fog beyond my vision, I have seen shadows move. I have walked from the village once, along the trail of bones, only to find myself here again. Anthony and I have difficulty communicating, but he worries as well. These people are kind, generous, but they are secretive. The rains have not stopped, and last night I saw more shadows, as tall as trees. <laughs> 